0: Self-Discovery Raider, the discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and living in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new ebook, plus see our Discovery Store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My guest today is Tori Hartman. We're going to be talking about reading cards and how you can actually learn to read them for yourselves. Now I've been a reader all my life. I'm a gypsy reader, so I kind of read different cards, actually playing cards, accompanied by a couple of other type of cards that kind of add to the pack. But I know the benefits of sometimes when you're in confusion or what is the message for me today of opening up a pack of cards and kind of seeing... Um, what is there for you in the moment and in the now because we kind of get caught up of what is to come. We don't always know what the message is in the moment. So this is quite fascinating that that is how you put together a book of how to read cards for yourself and others so that you you know, don't always have to go after a reader, although it is very beneficial to have somebody who really knows what they're doing to give you good in-depth reading, but to have those cards to um, help you along the way in just your everyday life. Um, it's kind of a companion a little guardian spirit guiding you on the right path so you don't have to play the guessing game so much so we're going to find out from Tori exactly how this came about you know um, why create cards for other people to read she is a card reader herself so what's uh, what's the wisdom behind it and what is the difference between oracle and tarot and how do you bypass your your uh, consciousness and trust that intuition and um, how do you engage the natural observer uh, you know the reading for others and the challenge that's behind it so the developing of the skills what kind of skills do you need for it so are you ready folks we're going to go and dive right into this and explore these options and uh let the angels open up and speak to us, so hello Tori thank you to thank you for coming on the show.
1: Hello, Sarah. Good to see you hear you <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. um card reading there's something very special about it, isn't there? um you know is there a particular kind of style that you personally use in your readings
1: Wow uh. <laughs> I guess I you know I think we all use our intuition when yeah. we read cards I think we at least most people want to um, I think that they spend a lot of time figuring trying to figure it out um, so when you say a particular style, I guess the the techniques I've developed uh, and mm-hmm. and the techniques I've developed and I was just saying this the other day to someone that. It's almost like if you remember, I'm sure everybody does, when Sully, Sullenberger, landed that jet on the mm-hmm. Hudson. He did it in 119 seconds, and his entire life led up to that 119 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And I think in some ways that is what our intuitive wisdom is about. And so everything in my life has led me to my 119 seconds of You know, guiding people through the techniques necessary to develop that you already have in you Mm -hmm. in order to read intuitively. And I think good readers like yourself and, and, and other people who read well do these naturally. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's kind of like, you know, if someone's a native French speaker, they don't need to go to a French class. Right. (laughs) So, So, But I think that there are, there are people who want to learn to work with their intuition and I think there are techniques that, that are specific to card reading and specific to living intuitively that are teachable. So when you ask my techniques, I would say that they're, they're the 119 seconds I dissected to describe to people what I do. And you know how challenging that can be. It's like, how do you describe air? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yes. Sometimes the words take longer to describe the, what it is than doing it. Yes. And so this particular, the the book that just came out that we're kind of talking about, that's the one that really, it took me the longest to actually write of anything I've ever done. And it was the hardest to do. So... I'm going to take you inside as I'm talking to you because it's a little bit noisy. I was okay. just sitting. The birds were lovely. They were just chirping in and beautiful? chiming
0: in. Yes. They were just getting the background music.
1: <laughs> I just, I love it. And the only issue I have sometimes is because my neighbor's doing, there's construction going on. I thought, oh, they're going to start the construction. <laughs> but it was a beautiful rain we just had here. And I was actually sitting on my front porch and enjoying the rain. So that's where you heard the, your, your little bird symphony. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I think that the the idea behind this particular book is that I don't really teach people to read cards. I actually facilitate their own intuitive wisdom Mm -hmm. through various exercises and techniques that are really fun. And we allow the cards to come alive for them. Because as you know, because you said you read playing cards, and that's where I started too, by Mm -hmm. the way the cards themselves are mirrors or signals to our intuition to speak. And so when we've learned those skills, like you, you yourself have, obviously, even if we can't, even if we don't really describe it, um, you've learned it. So if you can pick up a, a, a any, I'm telling you, I can teach you how, if I can teach you how to read this deck, you can read any deck. And, it's interesting Sarah because one of the things that happened was when I went into meetings about writing this book I thought oh this is going to be so simple <laughs> <laughs> And you know it was kind of easier to go to the dentist
0: <laughs> <I'm sorry>. so <laughs> something easier than that
1: <laughs> Because when we look at you know and I was just looking at the the rev- I had a so far it has two reviews on Amazon Amazon and one of the reviews says many of her ideas and innovations can be applied to reading other types of cards, such as tarot, angel cards, and etc. And one of the things that I think is so important with these techniques, and particularly what we're talking about in reading, is that good reading techniques, I guarantee, Sarah, I can put any deck in your hand and you can read it. Yeah. Because – The cards are just symbols to our intuition and when we know the difference between our intuition and our brain and how they work it's astounding how much you can you can just read any card and and that's what I've been working on and that has been a real labor of love because it was it was uh the book was very delayed because I kept scrapping it and going, no, that's not right. No, it's not right. <laughs> you know? Following
0: your intuition, right? You know, it's, you can put it down on paper, but if it doesn't read back to you, then, you know, clearly it's wrong. So, um, you, you, you know, you have to go with that gut and let it guide you, right? So, I mean, that's entirely what we're talking about, isn't it, is the... You know, the gut, which I call the soul intuition that then resonates in your heart, that lifts your spirit into action and your mind goes into knowingness, knowing what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And, you know, tapping into that intuition, as you said, the cards then just become the tools that you yes. use to clarify your in- intuition, right?
1: Right. And I think one of the things that I think has astounded a lot of people is that this particular deck, my the Chakra Wisdom Cards, has sold over 50,000 copies. Mm -hmm. Now, look at that level of how many, how many it has sold. It tells you that there's depth to it. Just like when you see tarot decks selling or when you see the, I'm trying to think of the card, the medicine cards. There, when a deck hits a chord, you know, the very first deck we remember from Doreen Virtue was her angel cards. And so when we look at those cards, when we look at those decks, it's because they had the depth that was speaking to the people at the time. All decks are timely. And those that endure speak to the truth of the society at the moment and the evolving society. So we have to look at decks not so much as, oh, I'm going to put a deck out, but because I think, but more as is it, speaking to the social consciousness at time. And, of course, you know, going to the Chakra
0: Wisdom Oracle Cards, um, the thing about the Chakra is we're trying to get people to understand what the Chakra means. And, you know, there's so many ways that you can use that. And sometimes just understanding what Chakra you need to be in right now or what Chakra you are in right now can have such a domino effect on so many other things. The way you approach your day, even the food that you choose, because food coloring is the chakra food that feeds you as well. Um, yeah. You know, there's so much now that kind of, instead of running around like, you know, um, a hamster on a treadmill trying to get somewhere, you now have a little more poignancy of direction to go in because, you know, you've been pointed the way. This is, the chakra you're meant to be in today. This is the journey that you're meant to be doing today. This is your moment that you need to be in. And sometimes I think, um, as human beings, we're so busy chasing that moment that sometimes we just miss it completely because we don't know how to read those signs. Mm.
1: I, well, I think that goes to the point in my book where I talk about the difference between you know buzzwords and autopilots and how mm-hmm. we're on. A- I mean, we're constantly on autopilot. We're yeah. not, I mean, if if I said to you, can you describe your, your commute to work? Well, we probably don't have them. But <laughs>
0: I turn the engine on and I arrive. <laughs>
1: I think that's the thing is that most people will say, well, I go the way I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you describe it to me? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I get on the tube and I go. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you say to somebody else, how did you get there? Oh well I drove there. So can you tell me? And when we break it down, well, where did you start? Well I was in bed. All right, then was the next step? And when we break down each step, it's oh my gosh, the minutia of it. It's so boring. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> and I think I think what we're really talking about is how do we how do we then we have to break apart every nuance of our intuition at least I did in order to describe how I do what I do and how to show other people how to get where, where, where they want to go. See, I think that, yeah. you know, you're unique, Sarah, in that, you know, you've learned a lot of these techniques, you know, but you didn't recognize them as the techniques. In other words, yeah. you're not naming them and because you don't need to. No. And, Because you know what they are. And yet when I, when, and here's the deal. When I wrote the book, there was, I was in the same place, but then I went, wait a minute. Now I have to describe how I got out of bed and got toward the bathroom into the shower. (laughs) Like, whoa. You know, most people just say, well, I opened my deck. I, you know, set a meditation and I went from there. And you know, well, wait a minute. I have to describe. Everything. <laughs> yes. I yeah. have to go through the whole process. And when we go through the whole process, it's a different conversation. It's a different way of looking at it. That's the
0: thing is that in a way, we lose our observancy, don't we, in life? We can't become very, very complacent with life. And then we're living this dull life and go, oh, but life is so boring. No, is it you disconnected somewhere along the line. You stopped interacting with life. You stopped feeling life. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why your life is feeling so blah right now. How do you switch yourself back on? How do you become aware? How do you pay attention to the signs that are all around you trying to show you where to go?
1: Well, I think the thing is, is that we only want to go into that when it's necessary. In other words, you know, I think people have this idea that we're going to go OM on a hill for five years and sit there and go OM, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like I would go crazy. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I'm probably the least, the least likely to do this t- type of work, and yet at the same time, it saved my life. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I have to look at it as this that, and I say, I just did a a, a session where I was teaching. And one of the things I taught was all about how a reading actually only happens in the seven minutes, not in the, not in the other time. Oh, gosh, now I walked inside and my puppy's making noise. I'm <laughs> telling you, let's off the birds. We, let's go to the birds. Let's go back to the birds, everybody. <laughs> so the you're going to hear the door open. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but what I was going to say to you, though, is that what we're really talking about is the idea that most people are... And it's fine. Most people don't have to go in into that deep state of trance for like a long time. All we have to do is we have to know the techniques to go in and reprogram our autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Like when we talk about an autopilot, obviously an autopilot is we get in our car, we go to work, we don't remember how we drove there, we just know we got there. Mm-hmm. If you ask me to remember my drive to the mall, I can't remember it, I just know that fabulous shirt I bought. You know? <laughs> so, and, and when we talk about it like that, then we go back into, and I'm going to give you an example here. I was working with a client and we were in a, and of course now it's thunder and lightning. I just love it. Sunshine, thunder, lightning. This is why I love the south. Yeah, so, this is, this is just nature
0: kind of joining in. That's okay. Yeah, that's, it's the chorus, you <laughs>
1: know? So what I was, gonna say, okay, so I was working with a client and I said to her, and just to give you an example, what a buzzword is, right? So I said to her, so tell me, you know, we're working with why she gets stopped, right? Because the old, I always say never ask why because it's the booby prize, but the answer, right? So, but she's saying, I just don't. I said, okay, well, let's look at that. She said, my mother abandoned me. And I said, okay. Now, here's the thing. Abandoned and abandonment... Is very real. I don't want to invalidate it. What I do want to do is let you know it's a buzzword. Now, the buzzword, when we use a buzzword, it sends our brain is always trying to protect us. So our brain's job is to shut our intuition down. Shut up! Because our brain wants us to look good. That's the sole purpose. (laughs) Protect us, look good, and our intuition is going, wait a second! Mm -hmm. So when I hear a client say, I don't know, I'm unsure... I uh, I'm confused then I know that their intuition is trying to speak to them and their brain's shutting it down. Yeah. So here's how this works. So my client was sitting there and said, "I just I was abandoned by my mother and it has scarred me." And I said, "Okay, well, let's talk about that." And I said, "Tell me what abandoned means. Like can you define that?" And she said, "Well, you know what abandonment means." <laughs> and I do, you know. And I said, well, what does it mean to you, though, right? And this wasn't therapy, by the way, everybody. I want to be very clear, Sarah. It was more a conversation around what, what happened that made you, made you use that buzzword. She said, well, I would come home from school, and every day my mother would have her back to me, and she would point to the table and say, your snack is there. Now go in the living room and watch some TV. And she never talked to me. I said, okay, so can you tell me a little more about that abandonment? How is that abandoning you? She said, well, come on. She never faced me. She didn't want to deal with, she didn't want to deal with me. Look what she did. She ignored me. And I said, okay, can you, where was your father in all this? She said, well, my father worked nights. I didn't see him much and he was pretty violent. So I know he beat my mother. And I said, okay, so if you worked nights, And he came home in the morning, and you came home in the afternoon, and he was violent. And there was a pause, and she said, oh, my God. I said, what? She said, you know, by the time I saw my mother, because my father would have gone to work, by the time I saw her, it was a few hours later, and she always had makeup on, and her face was purple. Mm -hmm. And I said, so as an adult, you know what happened. I said, as a child, you know what happened. Tell me what happened. She said, well, he probably slapped the crap out of her. And she was black and blue and didn't want me to see it. Mm -hmm. And I said, so she didn't want you to see that she was beaten by her husband. What do you think your mother was trying to do for you? She said, well, if I stepped into her energy, I would say she was trying to protect me from seeing it. I said, now... Let me just ask you this. Energetically, did she abandon you or did she protect you? What was her intention? And there was this long pause, Sarah. And she said, oh, my God, my mother was trying to protect me. Now, I said, okay, now I want you to breathe, and we're going to step back into this reading, and we're going to look at this. When we take that buzzword of, of abandonment and rejection, right? That kind of idea. That autopilot automatically takes us into an entire life. It flies us to a life that says, I have been abandoned. When we go back to that buzzword and we changed it, we change it to be protected. I want you to look at your entire life now. And all of a sudden it was like this light goes on. And so now I'm able to read the cards with her from a completely different point of view, and her life changed. Because, you see, that's the work that I think is important when we do chakra work, is now, you know, any chakra can be about your heart. Any chakra can be about wisdom, you know. It really is more about how are you making meaning of things in your life. So a good reading is a collaboration. It's not a, you're going to meet a tall, dark stranger. Right, right. I think we've evolved from that. Let me tell you something. I had a woman crying one day. She's like, I don't know, am I going to meet him? And then I said, listen, you know, let me ask you something. She said, okay. I said, I want you to just sit up for a second. I want you to look at me. Are you going to meet him? And she went, what's what I came to you for? <laughs> And I said no, but I want I'm serious. Stay with me here. Are you going to meet him? And she went, Not like this. Precisely. I said, I said, What do you mean not like this? And then we got into her buzzword, which is, Well, I'm waiting. I don't know what the waiting is. And I said, What are you waiting for? She said, well, you know, so that it gets better and better and my life is improving because of the work I'm doing. So I said, at what point are you going to be improved enough, Mm -hmm. well enough? And that was where the work was. You see, I think, Sarah, the mistake is that, you know, we, we can predict anything. Yes. But if someone's in resistance or if they have a buzzword that's taking them to an autopilot of being abandoned, they're only going to find another relationship that's going to abandon them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's repeating the same cycle over and over again because that's their pattern. And, right. You know, I'm sure, you know, um, I don't do so many readings anymore because obviously this radio station takes up all my time. But, right. Me uh, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I do do them, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a good hour and a half uh, because it's really more counsel and the you know the cards are giving me an indication of you know the blockages which we can now dive into because people go you know if we ask them what the problem is i don't know right you know so the cards mm-hmm. give you an indication of what the issue is and then you can start massaging and going through that and bringing it up and i'm um, you know a possibility see so i can see the paths that are, are in front of you um but all it, all my job is to do is show you that path i give mm. you give you the tools to walk it that that's your journey though Right, you know, I'll be your cheerleader, but you've got to get up and walk it. And uh, you know, it's it is more of a of a counsel. And you know, when a true reading should be that, because um, anybody can see what's in front of a person, but you've got to understand why it's in front of there. And um, and it really does come from where you are right now as to what is up front. Um, so there's a hell of a lot more layers to everything than just kind of flipping over a card and going. This and that you know, I've never warmed to the tarot because I find them kind of limited I like my layers of the cards I use and Mm -hmm. I go through three packs and it's everything is just reaffirming 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 what we really need to know and what we really can do right now And that's Mm -hmm. really what people want isn't it. It's like what can I do right now that can lead me to those possibilities?
1: Yeah, and I think that when we look at the layers as you're talking about Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that I, that I have learned for myself with the Chakra Wisdom Oracle is that every single one of these cards or, if you will, the best way to put it, every single one of the aspects in every chakra, in every card, it suddenly starts to, to, it can be daunting if you're just looking at it from an outsider. Yeah. But when we step into it in a more intuitive way it becomes oh i get it now yes. i get it you're
0: truly getting the right message because as you said the head has been so dictated and programmed to see things in a particular way and mm-hmm. you know our soul heart and spirit are screaming at us with its own divine intellect um that intuition to try and guide you on the way and if we keep shutting that voice down all we're going to get is this data and we have no idea what to do with this data because we're not connected to it we're not listening to it from the right places and when we learn to listen to it from the right places we truly understand what the meaning of it is and now we can take you know the actual action we need to take as a, as opposed to what we think we should take mm-hmm.
1: exactly and I, yeah and I think the thing too when we look at the idea of, and I talk about this in the book, and I talk about this quite a bit, is the idea that when we look at cards, and I'm, obviously I work with my deck, but when I talk about the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards, you know, and in this new book, the idea of reading for yourself is, I love being outside. <laughs> The idea of reading for yourself is really in the first, second, third aspects. Those are the lower aspects. The, the There's seven aspects to every chakra card. And so when we look at the lower aspects, and check this out, that's not what people are presenting with in a reading. Yeah. People come into a reading with the fifth, sixth, and seventh, which is darkness, dawn, light. They come in with their problem, the revo- the evolution or revolutionary thought they're having, Or they're coming in with, I know all my answers, and I'm here because I want to know what the oracle is going to say to me. And so right away, they're coming in in their brain, Mm -hmm. and we're trying to read intuitively. So in order for me to really read for somebody, I have to really get them into their intuitive zone with me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like, you know, I might as well spit into the wind because they've got all their answer. But here's the thing. We know the client has all their answers, but the idea is to help guide them to to the answer, if you will, that they can facilitate for themselves. Yes. So I look at a reading as a facilitation opportunity to support the person in finding their own path. Opening up their own channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm doing it for them, it's, it's like, it's like going to a restaurant. I'll never learn how to cook it. It's great. Right. It's easier. <laughs> <Yes>. No dishes. <laughs> <It's>, exactly. <laughs> no cleaning, no thinking. But at the same time, I'm never really moving past it. Right. I'm never really moving into that new level.
0: Well, it's giving somebody a toolkit and sh- not showing them how to use the tools. It's a great shiny toolkit. Very impressive. Have you used them yet? What have you yes. built with it? <laughs> you
1: know? It's so funny you're saying this because, you know, I have a beautiful kitchen, okay? I have this amazing kitchen. And people come in, and every every house I've ever lived in, right, they go, where are your utensils? I said, well, if I had them, I'd have to use the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, you need them so that if anybody comes in, they can use your kitchen. I'm like, well, but i don't need those tools <laughs> so the 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 thing that happens too is that you know we either have tools and we don't use them or we don't we don't get the tools that we need yeah and that's really about developing who we are you know i just had a guy it was so funny how god works right I had a, a guy come. In my my, I have an, a new stove, and it didn't fit perfectly. And you know these designer stoves, you know. So the guy had to come back, and and he put the stove top in. It was the new part of the stove. And he said, "Yep." He said, "Yep, yep, yep." Just it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit unless it was the right one. And I said, "Wow, that's really interesting." And he was telling me. He said, "You know." He said, "And it's I'm in the south, so you know everybody goes to church." And I said, "And I mentioned something about church on Sunday." And he said to me, "You know," he said, "I don't really, I don't really go to church." And I said, "What?" He said, "Well, church used to be like family, and now it's just groups of people all sitting in the room complaining." Mm. And I thought, "Wow, wow, He's where have this?" Yeah, and so the thing is, my mother used to always say, "The temple's within you." Yes. So I think there is something to this, and you know, when we look at, and somebody said to me recently, "Why do you have three like books or for the chakra wisdom?" What you know, and here's my pet peeve, Sarah. People put out, like you said, a shiny new deck Mm -hmm. with a beautiful booklet, the size of a like the size of a tiny, like you know, wallet size map. That tells you how to read the deck and I'm thinking to myself, are you freaking kidding? How can people learn like that? Yeah. And what happened with my deck, with Chakra Wisdom, was we, the first, the, obviously they were based on a near-death experience. They were based on angels that came and told me these, what I thought were ridiculous fables and stories. Well, what, what happened over time was my, my own, if you will, my own, uh, you know the the fables themselves got lost when Watkins after I had I had um I had what do you call it self-published it and when and I I when there were 10,000 decks I couldn't do another one I thought I was going to burst after selling them all off my website I went to Watkins and the book was too big for their program so they took it from the main fable the big fable down to a Little legend which was fine it works in the small book but when they asked the publisher asked one of my practitioners how would you learn to read the cards and she said oh that's easy I studied the full fable well we had cut the full fables Uh so the publisher came back and said oh my gosh what do we do I said well why don't we do a toolkit where people can study the fables over a 52 week journey or randomly however they want to do it and they said great so we put the toolkit out and I was happy about this because people were saying to me, oh my gosh, they cut the fables? The whole thing is the fables. Mm-hmm. And I said to people, listen, you know, we have to trust that either spirit is or spirit isn't. And I really believe that Watkins knows what they're doing. I'm trusting them. And people are like, okay, you know, and what, what, what came about was this entirely fabulous system where you know the, the the cards stand alone, and then of course the toolkit came out, and people went, oh. So there were people who really wanted to know more, and they learned from the toolkit because the original fables are only in the toolkit. So if you want to know what the deck is based on, you have to read the fable, but that's only available in the Chakra a toolkit. And then I turned around and said, you know, I really feel that people need to, you know, we I, I dropped them. Because people all the time were saying to me, Sarah, how do you read these cards? I, how do you read for yourself? And, the, yeah. you know, a lot of readers say, don't read for yourself. And I always say, "We." the key is you don't want to read predictively for yourself. Right. You don't want to read, oh, I'm going to meet somebody tomorrow kind of reading. Because yeah. that's just the road to madness. So... That's when I started working on how to read the cards for yourself and others, really giving the techniques how to read. So the idea is, and this is what I believe, if you master this system, you can learn any deck. You can read any deck. But, and I give a big caveat, if you master any deck, you can read this deck. You know, it goes both ways. I'm not saying, oh, you have to learn this system only. I'm just saying the reason I have three books is I wanted the trilogy. I wanted to give my people, my readers, people that are interested in this deck, every opportunity to master it. Right. And I think as a, as a card developer, so to speak, that was my shepherding. That was my promise to this deck and to the, you know, if you will, the spirit guides that brought it to me. You know, it was my responsibility to complete it, if you will. Your purpose. You know? yeah. yeah. Because we make an agreement and I wasn't just putting out a deck. This wasn't just, you know, and, and I talked about this. I was just, um, uh, I was interviewed by Ohm Times and one of the things I said to them was, you know when Doreen Virtue brought out the angel deck the angel card deck everybody was afraid of tarot so the angel cards were perfect mm-hmm. and it was at a time when nobody would listen to anything but that right and it it if you will evolutionized again people's ability to look at cards as something fun and powerful and you know i think they were very easy to understand however I think that people want more and as they got more comfortable with cards, they want more. And so for me, I always feel like every deck deserves a couple books. And the reason that most don't have it is because it's only a single deck and they don't want to do a couple books. But even though I'm not selling as many of this book, I still feel that I owed it to people who wanted to master this deck. So this particular new book became a labor of love. You know what I mean? It's yes. not, it's, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get a million dollars. Right. <laughs> that's your thinking, forget it. May as quit
0: right now. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, yeah. because here's the thing. If you do something good and it's, it's, it speaks to the, the pulse of people, it'll sell. Yes. Exactly. And you, you know, if you do something crappy, I don't care what you do. Yeah. It ain't selling. Yeah, you know, yep. that, that's what I say is like when people are
0: finding their meaningful purpose in life, you know, that calling, you do it because that's what you've been called to do. Yeah, right. your redirection in life, your self-discovery in life is to that importance of who you are, what you were here designed to do. And the rewards you get from that, the enrichment you get from that will be multiple layered. Um, right. but, and money should be one that is more to the bottom of that, um, reward. Um, yes, we all need money. Um, you know, people who have success and make a lot of money—fantastic—they now have more opportunity to seed opportunities for others. Um, so, no qualms of people making money, but you don't do it with that in mind. And uh, but that goes for everything: writing a book or doing well, anything uh, like right?
1: I think the thing is, is that you know, if you're lucky to be foolish enough to have the money to put into something like I did and spend your your fortune, you know, at the time it was $100,000. I spent every penny I had. If you're foolish enough to do that and throw your heart and soul over the fence, it it, there isn't, it's not that you think, and and I'm just going to say, it's not that I thought I was going to make money. I thought it was the most important thing ever. And as a result, I knew it would bring money in. Now, When I say new, there's a knowing, and I I think that I think that the the system we work within is is it's important to acknowledge money, and the the reason I say that it just this goes to charging what you're worth, right? Yeah. Because the truth, and it's not so much what you're worth. Let me put it this way: I, I I think it was an interesting conversation. I have a gal that cleans my house, and she said, you know. And she wanted to give herself a raise of $5 an hour. And I was like thinking, yeah, she's worth it, you know. And she said, I am so good that I'm worth that money. And I said, I I don't agree with you. And she was like, what? I said, you're not that good. You're okay. You're good. You're not the best ever. But I I think if that's your price, that's your price. And either I meet or I don't. And she just looked at me and I said, the idea of saying – you're worth X. I I, I just don't, I, I don't buy it. I said it, it's, that's the, because, here's the deal. I don't charge more money because of, quote, my worth. It's because my client's worth it. You see, I charge more money because if you pay more, you're going to get more. Mm-hmm. And I have a hands down found, Sarah, and I don't care how it, how you look at it. I have very rarely found that someone who gets the free ride, right, who gets the scholarship. Now, it's not always true, and I want to really underline that. I have found that when I undervalue and I undersell what I have tried to, to promote, people don't use it. They don't use it. Yeah. People will go buy your $17 thing. They'll go buy your $47 thing. But it sits there. Even 197 uh yeah, I'll do it. But let me tell you something. When people have paid me $2,000 for a program, not only do they use it, they work it. Yeah. And it makes difference in their lives. Yeah. So when we talk about money, we talk about it as, I think you're so worth it that I want to charge you so much money because you want this information and I am not going to let you down by allowing you to cheapen yourself. Because when you put the money is, uh, it's the old cliche, Sarah. You put your money where your mouth is, folks. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, well, I can. I tell you this. This you're gonna laugh. Are you ready? i gonna laugh your butt off. I had this woman. Now, seriously, I offered my free. Right? It was free, free, free. It was a seven day money manifesting. Chakra workshop I did. Now, when I say chakra workshop, it was a half hour meditation you had to show up for every day and it was free. Okay. If you couldn't show up, I allowed you to purchase it for $17 the entire seven days. Okay. Right. You got this, this, this workshop, right? Free seven days if you showed up at eight in the morning. If you didn't want to show up at that time or couldn't or whatever, you could buy it for $17. Now to me, that's a good deal, yeah, right? It's a giveaway. I actually had a woman write me angry saying, I can't afford $17. I have nothing. I am so angry. I am, I just can't believe you're charging for this. And she went on mm. and on and on. And I thought, This is hysterically funny. And I wrote her back with just a simple sentence. I said, all you have to do is show up for the free session. And she wrote back and said, it's not at a time that works for me. Right.
0: So therefore, it's not important to you. Right. Right. And And, and also, you you know, the thing is is that it wasn't being angry at you, per se. It's being angry at her and kind of looking... For that solution in all the wrong places in the wrong ways. Um, well, and
1: see, but she wasn't looking for a solution. You see, I think at the end of the day, that's where the problem with readings are. When you come in and say, "Am I going to meet him, right. or is he going to call?" Because what you're going to do is you're going to put that reader on the hook for responsible for your life. Yes, you, you don't have him? to
0: take any ownership over it, right? Yes, I know. I've had that. People come back to me and go, "You said." You know, and I said, what did you do after I gave you the reading? Kind of sat on my butt and waited. And I said, well, obviously you didn't put yourself in the right place at the right time to meet the right person. You know, he's not knocking down your door. He doesn't know where you are. You've got to get out there and participate in life so the synchronicity can happen where you meet. So if you're not willing to participate, sit on your bum and be alone. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And that's the point, is that, you see, this is where, when, this is, after that email, and this is actually kind of funny, after I got that email, I raised my prices. And I stopped doing that kind of thing. And what I got in my world and in my life was people who were so committed to the this kind of shift in their life, that I had a beautiful note from somebody, and I work with Neutral Observer, and it's funny because you said Natural Observer, and I went, oh, that's cool, but Neutral Observer, and one, I teach a whole technique around it, and it's in the book, but I'll say it here, which is that basically Neutral Observer always says that's interesting. It's not as if there's not like a feeling behind it. It's not detachment. It's just... Wow, that person's screaming at me. That's interesting. Oh, I'm in upset over it. That's interesting. So it's just constantly observing yeah. when, when an emotion that's out of control comes up or you perceive is out of control. So this woman wrote and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. She said, you know what? I suddenly got why I'm doing this work. And basically her 17 year old son. Was, you know, asked her about what she was studying and she, she taught him neutral observer and because he, he said he was in upset about stuff. So he would kept saying, that's interesting. She said, I hear him walking around the house saying, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and she said, finally he came in and looked at me and said, I got it. And she said, what he said, I said, that's interesting. And what came up was I'm so, I'm so, um, how, did, how did she put it it's like basically he was so focused on looking good that he wasn't being true to himself right. and how he looked in the world was more important than how he was being mm-hmm. and she said it was through this technique that he made the shift and that to me honestly Sarah is what I'm looking for when I work with people yeah. I'm not interested don't get me wrong if you're in a tough place oh I'm sorry I get it and you know what, I really, I personally don't, I don't vibrate anymore. I can't vibrate at that level of like per, a person who's enraged because they can't afford my $17 program. And it was so funny because it was basically her email was, you know, my credit cards are all maxed out and I can't afford anything and I'm on disability and I'm sitting at home. And I thought, you can't get up at eight in the morning for this meditation? Mm-hmm. If it and meant coming to you, you would find a way. That's the well, thing. No, she wasn't, she didn't have a job. I want right. to be very clear when I say this. She maxed her credit cards without a job, but at the same time, the money manifesting was there for her free, free, and she couldn't make it. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, if you want something, you will make it happen. And if you don't, you will find an excuse. And the truth is, it is true for all of us. It's true for me. It's true for you. And I've seen it with me. Uh, you know, nah, mm. and I've even seen it with friendships. You know, I try to get together with somebody and it's like they're always busy. They don't really want my friendship. Right. Exactly. And you get the it's message. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and I don't think it necessarily means anything about me because I've been there. It just means that they're not capable right now. That doesn't define them as a bad person. They're just in a space where it's just not going to (laughs) click. Resonating on a
0: different vibration. And that's the thing. You know, when you were talking about not working with the the $17 person anymore, um, I had to step away completely from that side of my business because I could not work what I call third dimensional anymore. Um, The people that were in the constant cycle of hate and loathing and unwilling to take any ownership, unwilling to see joy, love or kindness, Um, my vibration had risen from that. And I now support people like yourself. I celebrate people like yourself. They're out there doing the work that is enabling people's awakening, their self-discovery, you know, um, finding their purpose in life because that's uh, far more positive. Um, And (coughs) I I just don't have the time, the energy or anything to help people who are unwilling to help themselves.
1: I think it I think we really get another another dimension here and I want to really have compassion is that I want to just say that I I really think there's an interesting thing you just said that people who are unwilling to help themselves and I think the truth is that that's why there are therapists. Yeah. I really want to say there is a fine line between professional assistance and spiritual support. And I think that we as readers, if you will, or Mm -hmm. spiritual workers, we've crossed the line. And when I see a reader trying to be a therapist, they are part of the problem because we must as readers never, ever give advice. We have to be giving our intuition. And a lot of people don't haven't learned the skill of knowing the difference between their brain and intuition and half the time are sliding into their brain with readings and giving me advice. Yeah. And why? Because we are not trained to deal with the level of upset that flies at us from people who need therapy. See this is the biggest thing that I want to say to all, all of you out there listening and wanting to be readers or what have you. If you are in upset and you are expecting a reader to help you, don't go to a reader. Go to a therapist to work on the issue around your upset. Come to those of us who vibrate at the level that you're talking about, Sarah. Come to those of us who say to you, yeah, it's a thousand dollars, but that thousand or two thousand or five, it's five, it's ten, but that money is about you being ready for that work. What happens too often is people who are not ready for that level, and I've seen it happen, they go to people who, and I, I'm I'm dealing with a a friend now who thinks she's ready to get out there. So she's spending $10,000 with a coach, which is fine. Coaches should charge a good amount because they're there to coach. However, she is not ready for coaching. She still needs that level of personal therapy, personal awareness, so that, so that, When she gets the training from the coach, she's ready for it because what happens is we are thinking that we're ready to get out there and train other people, and then we get angry that we spent $10,000 and it did nothing. It can't do anything if you're not in the awareness of your own, I'm going to just say it, your own shit. Exactly. Well, I think, you know, part of the the therapy side of things is that
0: everybody carries a coat of past, be it past life, this past, you know, resentment, misunderstandings, uh, pain, suffering. And uh, some people are carrying it, you know, from a past life and don't even know it's the, you know, it's, I don't know what this is. I'm just keep carrying it around with me. And they need to go through whatever levels they need to do. Therapist or or, or past life regressionists, you know, people re your pattern, You've got to go through that and be willing to detox, be willing to remove, and then start tuning in and listening into your own soul, your own spirit. Um, And that then, you're now ready to be tutored or guided in that realm of understanding what your soul and your spirit and your intuition is telling you. Um, But we've got to be willing to do the work of cleaning out before we can receive that beautiful divine guidance because the divine guidance works in love and well, you can't have the anger in that.
1: Well, I think you have to have some anger. I, I think that let, let me just, let me just say too, cause I think you're making a good point. It's, you know, and I think the thing is, it's not that these people aren't willing to do the work when we look at it. Let's go back to our, to my lady who was angry because I was charging $17 and she could have taken it free. Well, let's go back to her for a minute. I want to validate the idea that I think she was willing to do the work. I just think she didn't know what kind of work she needed. Now here's the, this is where the, this is where the turning point comes. This woman needed therapy. She needed to sit in her past, sit with her pain, sit with all of those issues until she was ready to not sit with it anymore. Now, One of the things that for me, I've discovered is that I don't do certain types of work. I don't need to do that type of work. I don't do past life work. Brian Weiss does it great. I don't think it's relevant in the work I do. Now here's the thing. It's very relevant in some work. Yes. And I validate all kinds of work. EFT, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like, Um, mm, trance work hypnotherapy you know NLP I think all of that's great all of it it's not the work I do precisely and what I'm saying is that when people come to me I have learned from my experience that these, this is the vibrational level I want to work at now Mm -hmm. does that mean I won't offer a lower price course absolutely not I will offer it However, ultimately, what I did go back and say to that to my $17 woman was, you know, I said it was free, and then she came back with much stuff, and I said, I'm going to give you this as well. I really feel that the, the support that you seek has to be in therapy in the sense that I am not professionally trained to work with your issues. Now, what does that mean? It means that she needs to take her issues in and lay them on the counter for someone else to help sort. Right. That's not what I do. I facilitate you in making incredible transformations, but it goes back to what Tony Robbins taught us all in the 80s. You have to have leverage, and I don't have leverage with $17. I don't, because I'm not trained to sit and take that level of pain. Right. Right. You know, yes. I've learned how to deal with it, but you know what? And this is the thing, Sarah, and I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to say this, which is that, you know, we all find, we are, we will find naturally, we are attracted to people who are doing the work that we want. Now, was this woman, was this woman attracted to my work? Absolutely. Was she ready for it? No. Probably not. No. And the reason she's not is because I don't want to take her money. When I, when I did, I interviewed people um, for a, a, the a facilitator level, level, next level in the work I do. And I had 40 applicants. I turned down eight of them. Now, by the way, they were willing to give me two grand each. I mean, I turned down, that's a good amount of money, 16 grand if you're, you know. but And here's why I turned them down not because I was rejecting them, but I felt that there was work that, A, that would suit them better, and, B, their expectations of the work was not going to fulfill what they wanted. Right. So I think the thing is, is that we have to know that every no leads to a better yes. So if you think back, and I'm going to leave you kind of all with this thought, too, as we're, we're here, but I want to share with you, as you look back every single time, You got slapped down by life. You got rejected or fired or somebody walked away. You came out fighting. You came out better. And sometimes it's important that we say to people, you know what? It's not that I can't show you this work. It's that I know you won't use this work. It won't be relevant to you. Right. And that's why, you know, with my book and with the cards, people who pick up the cards and the toolkit, and the How to Read the Cards book, it is relevant to them, and they can learn it. You know, if people want to work with me and work with this stuff, it's a different conversation, but I wanted more people to have access to it, and that was why I did it.
0: Kind of an Um, an introduction to it, because, you know, as you said earlier, is that when people are ready to kind of trust their intuition to turn up that channel, you know, uh, that volume on it, then they need the guidance and kind of understanding on it. So the cards on their own are kind of that first step into kind of tuning in. And then as they tune in and as they gather that information and they become more trusting of their Mm -hmm. inner voice, now they're ready to take it up to a different level. But as you said, we are each given um, a particular purpose to serve that arena. We're not meant to be one size fits all. Um, we're all gifted with what we're here to do. And when we embrace that, and that's where our energy and our love goes, that's when we we really can deliver on uh, on what we're here to do. And so it is, you know, I think part of people's journey is kind of knowing where is their niche, where is their calling. Um, yes, you've got a heart the size. Yes, you've got ABC abilities. But what is your particular calling in life, your meaningful purpose in life that you're meant to be doing? Um, and when you step into that, um, you know then, then you truly understand i don't need to do a b and c you know d is my my calling that's where I, i'm happy to do that's where i know i can give it my all and give it in truth and you know that's part of the self-discovery of life isn't it is knowing what is that purpose what is that calling and when you open up those channels and tune in and allow the the things to guide you you know then when you step into it it is that aha moment i'm home i now know what i'm here to do
1: Mm-hmm. and that's the point isn't it it is
0: it's a very beautiful place to be but you know I often kind of refer to it as kind of giving birth to yourself over and over again and we seem to go for an awful lot of labor um, but it's like you know it's don't look at the labor as oh so painful or not this again is that each transition would take you up to another level of understanding and point you more into the direction of where you're meant to be and the more willing you are to take the journey and be open to receive, the easier the journey is going to be. And you'll be led to the people that you need on that next level. You won't be needing to seek them. They will be there. You'll just, they'll just be there right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the point of it. So your cards on the, on the ordinary level, even the, the chakra book, all of this is wonderful way of, of awakening up that entunement, that intuition to people, uh, beginning to kind of feel their sensory and, uh, and just changing that channel. So, A, how do they get the books? Um, how do they get the cards? And then also, you know, at what point would they be ready for that next level and what do you offer there?
1: Well, all of the books and cards are available on Amazon, so it's super easy to find it. And that's a big part of it. You know, if you go to, obviously, Amazon in whatever country you're in, you can jump on and just type in my name, Tori Hartman, and you'll see the three books. You can also just type in Chakra Wisdom Oracle. It'll come up. And the other thing is if you want to... Work with me and find out more about the work I do. You can go to ToriHartman.com and on my website I have various downloads that you can literally download and I will walk you through, you know, different ideas about like one of my favorites is Origins of the Cards where I really go into depth about each card and I give ideas about it. I will be honest and tell you the newest book has is the only place you'll find information about aspects and reversals and really going into the card reading techniques heavily. And so that really is for the person who really wants to learn to read the cards for themselves and for others. But on my website, you'll find tons of information. And there's also, if you subscribe to the either the newsletter or the Shuffler, actually, there's a you know, try the Chakra Wisdom Cards online. If you subscribe to that, you'll get a series of emails about the cards that are really fun and interesting. So that's 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 basically how you can find more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you're on Facebook, Chakra Wisdom Oracle, and so people can follow you there as well. And the whole thing is if this is kind of like mm, you, I don't know, you know, it's just step outside of that discomfort. And start exploring. I think as human beings, we've got to be more exploratory instead of just being on autopilot. You know, to change your route, so to speak, in life. Um, and start being aware and tune into what your surroundings are. There's a sign and a message in everything in life. And just be willing to explore. And this is a wonderful way of doing it with these cards, of just exploring and kind of even looking at the cards. What does it mean to me? And then looking at what the meaning is um, and see how in tuned you are with the cards. So um, it's just, being adventurous and kind of be willing to take the journey right because mm-hmm. the more you do the more hungry you are you know to to get up to that next level and then to step into you know that purpose in life and uh, that understanding it's a beautiful place to be when you are there it, it, for some it can be a struggle for some it can be easy it's just a question on your willingness.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly and I think that's the deal and you know look it, it, it it is an ongoing conversation and the, the issue really is we know too much now to, f- to fall for the crap. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all have to work with people that are going to lead us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we I don't I have s- an
0: excuse anymore, do we? We can't say, I didn't know or there isn't anyone
1: out there. You know, that, you know, there, there's, sp- but I want to say one thing though, Sarah. I think we really can say, you know, I didn't know. Like there is a set, there is a, there is a soothing thing to, you know, what I didn't know better, right? And and self forgiveness around that. And I really want to validate that for people who are kind of thinking, you know, we're being a little harsh. It's kind of like, you know, it's okay to not know how to do something. I think the difference is is that trying things and trying the free stuff, trying the seventeen dollars stuff, that's great. Yeah. However. Be aware, and this is the point I want to make. Be aware when you're trying those those freebies or that those taste of people's work. Be aware that they spent a hundred hours of love putting that out yes, for you. Exactly. So please, you know, even your work, Sarah. I mean, let's look at this. I mean, my gosh, everybody, do you know how much time Sarah puts into putting up her the website for the re, for the show, putting up, you know, dealing with people like me, <laughs> locating us. Finding people to talk to. Finding people who aren't going to, like, waste her client's time. Mm -hmm. Finding people who who are going to give a message that's meaningful. The amount of love and energy it takes Sarah to put into this one show. You know, people don't recognize that. So before you are so quick to jump on and say, oh, this is crap, wherever it is. Right. You know, be aware that somebody somewhere Was thinking they did it from a place of love. So what I want to say to you is, you know, it isn't that, it isn't that you didn't know any better. It's that, gosh, I didn't really think about it that way or I I didn't know how can become, okay, I, I didn't know how and I want to forgive myself for any mistakes I made. However, we do that so that, and I often say so that, Remember, the purpose of taking care of yourself is so that you can take care of others. not right. so that you're on an island. And when you get those free things and you get those taste of things and you get all that, please remember that those people are not to be abused because you don't vibrate with something. Move on. Unless you feel somebody is doing something horrible to you, that's different, right? And people people often say to me, oh, you know, because there's this whole thing about, you know, resist, resist and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not resisting anything. That I don't have an againstness energy. When you're for something, tell me what you're for and then I'll stand with you." Right, exactly. I think that the thing we have to get is the very energy of a resistance movement of any kind is what created the problem in the first place. Right. So we really need to start looking at energy as okay I may not agree with something but how can I make it better what can I be for you
0: know yes. and then
1: and then how can we, I
0: how can I contribute you know we know there's a problem in the world how can I be a part of the solution you know, don't yeah. jump on the problem bandwagon. Get onto, there has to be an answer. There has to be a solution. When you vibrationally put that out there, that I am seeking the solution is the people that care, the people that want to make the change. Um, you, you know, it, even when you put out that vibration that, you know, I want to be the change within myself. Um, you're already changing that moral structure, that energy structure within yourself. You're already opening up those channels that are going to lead you to those people, lead you to those answers. It, it's a, it, coming into that question of what you feed and if you're going to feed the despair, the anger, the delusionment, that's where you're going to stay. If you're going to see, feed the wonderment, the um, the desire to be a part of the solution, the desire to connect within and without, that is the channel that's going to be led to you. It, it really comes down to what are we choosing to feed.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, you know, I can't say enough thank you for this time. I mean, I just really feel like, you know, we are totally in agreement with all of this, you know.
0: Well, this is the world that I live in and, and have always lived in. Um, and it's so beautiful to be actually today. You know, I've been doing this for five years. I do five to seven shows a week myself, with all across different genres. It is, it is so exciting here on Self Discovery Radio to to interview people from all walks of life, business, yeah. intuitiveness, uh, health, um, marvelous stories, music, ecology, everything and to see the work that's being done on a higher vibration for the betterment of man for the betterment of ourselves and it all starts every single time everybody's accomplishment out there started with them tuning into themselves and finding that love within them because that's the love they resonate out um so we've all got to be willing to take the journey and do the work we've all got to be willing to invest in ourselves so that we can be that uh, that solution for the planet and. Uh, that's that's our ownership, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is that, but you know, I'm going to be honest with you and everybody. I didn't do all this for the betterment of mankind. I did it so I'd feel better. You know, if it helps some people, that was great. But I was much more selfish than that. And you know, it's so funny because when I talk to people, they go, yeah, I want to walk, I want to be able to change the world. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy if I can leave a room with dignity. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And... I think that if we can just keep it really simple sometimes, when you work with you and you shift you, you will change the world because you count. Right,
0: exactly. You're already resonating on a beautiful, you know, harmonious vibration that becomes invitational. And so Mm. you're already through that intent, through that vibration, through that love Already sending out a different term, um, a different frequency altogether. So yes, first and foremost, you must feed and love and nurture yourself. And then whatever you, it is your to do. Um, and, and how you help other people will come a great deal from the beacon of your own light.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the point.
0: You said it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tori. So remember her site is torihartman.com. Um, there's also the chakra wisdom com, uh facebook tori hartman official that uh, no, instagram is tori hartman official uh, facebook chakra wisdom oracle uh twitter tori hartman she's got a youtube up here which you can come and see and uh you know just start start by getting the book start by being willing to open up and take that journey and if you are already ready for that next level You know, contact um, Tori at support at torihartman dot com and, uh, and ask her, you know, am I ready to take that next level? I want to invest in myself and be as awesome as I can be. So, Tori, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you. Thank you. Much love to everybody. Until next time, folks, remember. You are the answer. You are the solution in your own life. You've just got to be willing to take the journey. And when you are, you'll really understand what you're here for. And I promise you, it's wonderful. So until next time, bye for now.